Hey, Matt. <laughs> Hello. It, that doesn't sound like Matt. No, no, I'm just uh, pretending to be him today. <laughs> also, Matt always has silly names in Zencaster, so when you put Simon Bennett, it's like, uh, uh, really? that's not a very Matt name to put in there. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to your listeners as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were tuning in for a regular episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks for joining me, Simon. Matt is uh, in Colorado right now with the family. The last update I saw was fly fishing looked amazing. Oh, wow. So uh, we get to do the work and keep this podcast Continue going. the grind, yes. I, I saw yeah. you've got quite a, quite a track record now going on here. Yeah, it's episode 61 now. Awesome. Fast approaching number 100. Awesome. I could never... I, I tried doing a podcast on this. <laughs> just can't, can't keep it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I heard Summit is uh, gaining a little traction, so I think we might actually keep it up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, it's actually... Uh, I didn't know if we'd do today, because uh, at the weekend, one of my, my uh, youngest child had a temperature, so we all went oh, off no. to get, get tested, and it all yeah. came back. came back within 24 hours that we're all negative, so... Oh, that's good to hear. The eldest is off at childcare. Otherwise, you, she'd be <laughs> screaming behind us. So yeah. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we were going to the maternity unit uh, oh, yeah. the other day at the hospital, but we accidentally walked into the COVID testing area. Oh, right. And it's just, <laughs> it's so bizarre, like with the t- white tents and the, you know, the people in spacesuits and stuff like that. Oh, it's ours just, was a drive-through one. It was really weird. It's like go to the first booth, keep your windows wound up. Yeah, and then you have to phone them, and they talk to you through the window, and then you have wow. to open your window like a letterbox, and they like chuck the samples at you, and they just all sort of land on your lap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a weird time we live in, but somehow we still managed to get some stuff done. And you, yeah. uh, you managed to go full time on the business. Yes, it's been since the sort of. The early stages in May, yeah. So it's been it's been really really fun actually. Yeah, the, dictate my own life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's someone in behind you dictating oh. your life as well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my youngest, who's about nine months old, who had the temperature over the weekend and is still <laughs> grumpy. <laughs> You've got this yeah. all to look forward to. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, thanks for joining me. I thought it would be fun. So basically, backstory is I uh, get some of your advisor updates for mm-hmm. Snapshooter. I'm a happy customer of Snapshooter as well, and I, I plucked it here in the podcast as well. Yeah, I did. And, appreciate um, that. You know, I was really excited when you went full-time on this thing and um, been enjoying getting the updates and seeing, like, you've already grown quite quite a bit since, uh, since you talked about going full-time, I think. So it's... It's been cool to follow, but then at, at the same time, it's like, you know, you're doing this completely on your own. Like, and that, mm-hmm. I think that's great. That That's why you do the advisor updates too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't have investors. I'm completely. Yeah. Sort of you don't have an accelerator. You don't like, no yeah. one's forcing you to do a call every week or whatever. Or um, do you have a mastermind or anything like that? No, I would just say I have a group of like-minded people like yourselves who I, yeah. who I nag when I. <laughs> <laughs> have issues and anxieties and thoughts yeah so yeah and i'm so like <laughs> i'm pretty frank when I, <laughs> you are. and um one of the things i was bugging you about was at, at one point you were talking about doing a side project and i was like simon <laughs> you you just told me you're going full-time on this thing and like now you are using your newfound freedom to work on the side project <laughs> and i think you actually um you you were pretty public about this on Twitter that you ch- you changed your mind on the whole side project thing, but at the same time, it I thought, um, I, I basically the other day I asked you like, do you have some sort of like written down strategy or mm-hmm. you know plan for how you're going to run this business now that you're doing it full time, and and you did have some stuff r- written down, which is great of course, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I just I thought it would be an interesting point in time to talk a little bit about strategy and uh, unfortunately we don't have the strategy master with us today because he's fly fishing in Colorado. Oh dear. Well. But um you know he's Matt has introduced me to the OKR methodology and I'm really 
really happy with how um, how that works for me right now, which is basically mm-hmm. you have to think hard about these things four times a year, but then the rest of the year you get to just you know execute and not worry too much about the overall strategy. And uh, we talked about maybe it'd be fun to basically talk about maybe what that would look like for Snapshooter and yeah. kind of like where you're at and how you're thinking about this business and maybe do it on air um, if <laughs> no people want to listen to that. <laughs> Matt will be listening and finding and seeing how well he taught you. <laughs> yeah, or the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> will, there'll be an episode with Matt next week where he's like, scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible plan. <laughs> yeah. You might just actually record a solo episode next week. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. You get sinned in for the week, yeah. <laughs> Especially if I have a baby. Oh, that's true, yeah. Is it actually when is the G? Um in less than four weeks. Mm-hmm. But they say that in a week every, everything after one week from now is normal. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, any, it's any time. <laughs> week thirty seven is starting on Monday. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's a very interesting. <laughs> He's already ups- upside down, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Right way around, upside down. Yep. Um, yeah, but I thought before we do that, we should uh, give a few updates about how things mm-hmm. are going. Uh, maybe you want to give a few updates about what's going on in your business these days. What are you working on? What yeah, have sure. you worked on? Yeah, sure. So um, you would have seen from my monthly advisor update, which is kind of useful to skim over while doing this. Um, Maybe introduce Snapshooter, just like super quick elevator pitch. Yeah, okay. So Snapshooter is a server backup business. Uh, we started off just being specialists in digitalization, but we've now expanded to any provider online where we'll still that. Um, we do native backups with four providers, digitalization, AWS, Penza, I can't pronounce it, and uh, Exascale, but then we also support any provider that, and we'll back that up to object storage. And uh, recently, we also added um, database backups. That's pretty much us at the moment. We're doing, trying to nice. expand in the server backup space. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, uh, that's yeah. You use it, don't you, to back up your um, your droplets? Yeah, I just do the literally the snapshot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's still the majority of our customers are using the like the native digitalization. And it's so great, like it's just you know so easy, plug and play. Yeah, yeah, and set it and forget it. It's really easy to restore your server to like last week and not have to worry about setting it up again. I think it was bugging you about your UI like long like months after you actually updated it because I hadn't logged in. I just assumed it had changed. (laughs) But you know, it's one. It's the thing. Like you log in. Hopefully not too often, unless you need your backups. Yeah, that's yeah. People tend to set and then disappear. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Like we we had one week where we had a really big update that affected the database as well, and that's where that's one of the times where I went into the UI and and actually manually made sure we had an update. Oh, okay. that was oh, fresh. I see. Yeah, <laughs> and is that and when you discovered like I updated it all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you did. Uh, you did complain that the design was a bit lackluster. <laughs> I always complain when I complain about people's software. It's because I like it. It's because I oh, care. <laughs> I did appreciate the feedback at the time. So, user list is another startup that feels feels this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I use them as well. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, give us a little update on what's going on these days. Okay, um, so. Last month, I was adding more providers, so more sort of S3 compatible providers. I found it a good like marketing channel if you can get um, joint marketing from my side and their side. They're obviously keen to get more people using them. So added another storage provider, and I also added um, AWS and Hertza as... Um, Is it a lot of work supports. to add another provider, or are they pretty similar in the way that you integrate with them, or...? Uh, S3 is really simple, so okay. it, it takes less than like an hour to implement. It's more all around marketing and stuff than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah, adding yeah. the other actual native providers depends on the actual provider and how they do snapshots. So the ones I picked yeah. were the easiest ones to do. So smart uh, ones. <laughs> support. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the big part of last month was sorting out VAT, and. Uh, I think I burnt a couple of weeks doing that. So it's been a pretty boring month in terms of <laughs> because of because of VAT. So Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know if you're UK registered. If not, you're going to experience a, a bill change. <laughs> yeah, no, not not UK registered. We're US, and oh, that's then, fine. You won't you won't experience twenty percent bill increase. No, uh, we shouldn't. At least it depends <laughs> on how well you integrate in implemented it. It depends if you log in and say that you live in the US or the business <laughs> in the US. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know what I'll do <laughs> with the people who don't log in and update it. So, I guess well, if they give it. you a, their tax ID, you shouldn't bill them more, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I've put and I guess most place. of your customers would be businesses. They are, yeah. So I'm hoping it's not going to affect people too badly. People in the EU, as you say, should all be um, businesses, and then it's just some UK customers who are not VAT registered who may suffer uh, the, the increase in billing. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know whether just to offer them a discount or to kind of skirt around it. I don't know. Maybe if they if they complain, maybe I'll offer a discount. Yeah, I would say wait and see what the data says. Yeah, it's not actually that many. Most people are VAT registered, so yeah, that's what I would think. Just say that it's a business to business tool. <laughs> it is, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, we've got to the point where. It's beneficial for us to be UK VAT registered, so, and then I've got to sort out the EU at the same time. It seems so, which is I, I don't know how people know about the Brexit situation, but it's been infuriating because you don't yep. really know what's happening with VAT. No, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, there are good and bad things about living in the UK. Um, yes, that's not Brexit one. is one thing that. Um, where I'm glad to be back in the Eurozone. <laughs> the one advantage to me is that we charge in dollars. Um, so when the pound is weak, I do a bit better. So <laughs> Yeah, that was something the you mentioned. Very weak. <laughs> that was something you mentioned in your investor update actually. Um, yeah. Are, risk, is that I something guess. you're worried about? Is is like how big are the fluctuations? It's not something I've ever really thought much about. Uh, I'm thinking of like the year scales because it's gone from being like um, 70 UK pence to the dollar to 82, I think it is at the moment. So, um, and that's been sort of over the course of the business, which has seen the referendum vote, um, Trump being in and stuff. So depending on how a deal goes, you could see the sort of the pounds re-strengthening again. Yeah. Nice. Anything else you've been working on? Mostly administrative stuff and adding adding partners. Yeah. Yeah. I had that crisis you mentioned about thinking about a side project. <laughs> it's like a four-day life cycle thing that went on, which I said in the update I should have just had a holiday or something. But um, yeah, yeah well, full circle well, on that. How do you, like, why, what was the appealing thing about working on a side project? Or do you think you actually just needed a break or? I, maybe I was working uh, while doing one of these integrations. I sort of noticed something that would have been a useful tool to have, which I won't go into. But um, and I thought, oh, that would make a cool product. And so I started talking to people about it, and uh, that sort of like piqued my interest. But um, it came full circle very quickly. Uh, did you buy conversations for you? Absolutely, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I probably bought about six domain names. <laughs> yeah, I need to log in now and just make sure that they all uh, expire next year. <laughs> yeah. You got oh, to. cool. You can't start working on an idea without having the name established. Exactly. <laughs> you should have someone else control your uh, domain provider account. That would account. be a good idea, yeah. Yeah. No, just <laughs> go, buddy. make it first, and then I'll pilot. You actually don't need a mastermind. You just need someone to like con- <laughs> change your password on wherever place you buy your domain names. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. And what about yeah, yourself, I, mean, I, I'm I can give a little update. I'm I curious uh, how your four was it four back to back meetings and your demos have been going. Actually, I had six, almost six back to back meetings the other day, God. and um, it was the same day that my. Um, so we live in a very small apartment in Copenhagen right now, and it was the same day that um, my wife's um, sisters and her mother decided to do a baby shower surprise for her. <laughs> and the same day that the, the office I'm sitting in moved to another office. So actually I, I sneaked into the old office 
because I my my key still worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, on your phone, and okay. um, there was some sort of like there was some sort of um, event there, um, mm-hmm. or like a workshop or something. And I just I went in there and sat in a corner <laughs> and just pretended like it was the most natural thing in the world that I I was allowed to be there. Oh yeah. <laughs> And everyone was like looking weird, like who's this weird guy in the corner? <laughs> and then I just plugged into my headphones and I had a bunch of meetings. Okay. <laughs> and then I just went out, walked out of it. and You didn't help yourself to that refreshments then. And <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stay under the radar. Um, but yeah, I managed to get all, through all the meetings. I really had mixed feelings about um, about doing the demos. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, think, I think it'll be different once people who are, in the process of signing up and then get offered to book a demo when they start to coming, come in because these, this, this was almost like a backlog of people who had signed up, you know, somewhere in the past year or something like that. Um, some of them, and this is going to be awkward because they're probably listening here, but it, (laughs) you know, some of them was like, and I, I know this from myself, like, you know, if you, for example, if you were listening to a podcast, like, it's nice just to, like, get an opportunity to, to chat to that person that you, you know, listen to for 61 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Like, some people were definitely seemed more interested in, in, interested in just chatting with me, um, which is cool. Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> You're a popular guy, you see. <laughs> yeah, I'm so famous. Um, nah. But, you know, it's, yeah, I think... The problem with these demos are, for some reason, people haven't started using the product yet. So probably it wasn't super urgent for them. Probably had they had something already that was sort of working, maybe annoying, but sort of working. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, in general, like my worry or my, you know, yeah, my worry with these demos are either it's people who are, you know, want to have a chat, which is fine, but not super productive. Or it's someone who they aren't necessarily at a place where it makes sense for them to start to implement this straight away, or okay. they need something in the product for them to start using it, uh, like another feature or something like that. So they're not ideal for me to spend too much time on right now. Compared to um, we're re- like I'm really starting slowly, slowly to see the the hosting partnerships work. Mm-hmm. And those people, like, imagine the difference between someone who signed up for something a month ago, but then didn't really care about it, and then, you know, yeah, got an opportunity to book a demo, versus someone who was trying to figure out how to automate their deployments, ask a representative at a hosting company, and they're like, just use this tool, and here's the documentation for how to do it, and this is the link to sign up, you know? Yeah, you can see <laughs> the yeah, la- a different intent going on there, isn't it? Exactly. And it's like the hosting company don't recommend someone unless we fit, we solve their use case. So mm-hmm. they're super primed when they come in. And um, I have an interesting overlap yeah. there. So I started offering demos when I went full time because okay. you, you have the time <laughs> to, to skip your, your ex- work. What's your experience been like with that? I don't really get many, but um, I've had... I think I've had just as many no-shows <laughs> as yeah. actual yeah. shows. Which is I only had one no-show out of six, so that's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the best ones have been the ones that get referred from DigitalOcean support. So, yeah, um, yeah DigitalOcean, when you're a big customer and you go to them, you'll get like um, an advisor or you know someone to consult with to help yeah. set up. And um, if they talk about backups, that that team is more than happy to recommend Snapshooter. So when yep. those people come to us, they are just like they have their card there. So yeah. it's it's a case of just answering a few questions and the and you know what that's called? <laughs> you know what that is called in business? Go on. It's called a moat. A moat. <laughs> Quoted Matt. <laughs> All uh, right quoting Warren Buffett. Um, but it's just funny, right? Like it's, it's not like it's, it's not easy to come in and be the new thing that they'll start to recommend. Mm-hmm. So when you get into their workflow, like that's gold. And, and the funny thing about that is it's like, think about Google and, you know, SEO when, you know, if, when with e-commerce businesses, you know, the best keywords to rank for is like, you know, buy, x right (laughs) because it's like people are searching for literally the place to buy whatever they're trying to buy 
Yeah. And then Google essentially it's essentially the same thing, right? The first thing that shows up in the search result is Google's recommendation. But you know, you could be challenged anytime by someone who is more skilled at SEO than yourself or pay yes. uh, more for the adver- advertisements or something like that. But it's essentially the same thing. Like with you, in your case, they're asking DigitalOcean, how do I do backups? Or in my case, they're saying like, how do I get CICD or get mm-hmm. my deployments automated? Um, but you know, so we're the first the first search result when they talk to one of our partners. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's one that's harder to compete for. So once you get in there, it's mm-hmm. so valuable, and I'm really starting to see this. Yeah, he said that last week, didn't he? On about um, I should know this. WP Engine is it? You got yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, I imagine the bar's quite high for them for recommending anyone yes. as for DigitalOcean as getting anything getting them to officially say that they recommend us is difficult because they you know yeah. they value their reputation for you know recommending products exactly and um this week actually um the day that i had all my demos uh in the evening a sales engineer at one of these hosting companies sent me an email with a question about branch but the mm-hmm. email started with i was doing a demo of branch today and this question came up and to me, it's like, he just made it sound like it was the most normal thing in the world that he was doing a demo of my product. But how awesome is that? Like, that's pay just, you? like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that's insane, right? And it just it made me so excited to hear that. Um, yeah, so that's been been really awesome. Like we're getting, it's the numbers are still really small, but we're mm-hmm. getting these, you know, um a- agencies coming in from the partners and they're coming via like linkedin or um some of the guys we wrote and you know, they're they're in just random american cities and mm-hmm. these agencies are all over the place like every little town has a wordpress agency yes many and, and the hosting companies already have partnerships with a lot of them mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i'm i'm keeping uh keeping my eyes on user list every day because I can see the events in there. So I can see when they're, when people cross the magic threshold of free builds and then they get an email about their builds being canceled and you're like, Oh, will they convert? (laughs) So we got another one that converted. Watching every, uh, every customer. Yes. Yep. 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 We got one that converted again. Um, so last week, Mm -hmm. uh, which was really nice. It was like, the second super random customer um, was an agency in India. They needed team access, so they upgraded, and now they're just using the product daily. So just feels really good to see this stuff finally s- start to work. Um, and they were, they were also with one of our partnership agencies. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how much did you shake them to find out how they found you? Because that's always the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I So I'm starting to get a really good feeling about who the what the right agencies look like mm-hmm. um so w- right now like i'm thinking a lot about q4 already i know that's still a month out um but um i'll have a baby very soon and <laughs> <laughs> before i know it it will actually be q4 so i'm thinking a yeah. lot about it yeah and um i really want to start to double down on what i know works and mm-hmm. and just get some more water through the funnel um, to see where the leaks are. And um, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I'm also getting a much better understanding about my partners, the hosting companies. And and this might be interesting for you as well, but I noticed something. The four, like I've been talking to more than 10 hosting companies, I think, but the four that are working right now or starting to work, I have had, like I've met in real life and either had had some sort of beverage, beer or coffee, awesome. <laughs> um, with a, a top executive, like a VP or directors of something, or a CEO of these companies mm-hmm. that have then set to someone you know um, at a lower level in the organization, you know, make this happen. And um, those are the only partnerships that are really working right now which I thought was an interesting observation. Yeah. It's so much about relationship building and networking and who, you know, um, 
and a lot of these uh, partnerships are actually just a result of me like really enjoying going to WordPress conferences and talking to people and meeting people and introducing other people to people and mm-hmm. getting introduced myself and stuff like that. Um, so I found that to be a great way in introducing other people yeah. as, as yeah. a great way to sort of earn sort of social favors. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because it's Earth taken a long cloud. time to actually build a relationship with DigiSolution even though it's been yeah. three and a half years now um, to yeah. the point where I think in the last eight months, I finally formed a really good relationship with someone who's probably who reports to the CEO. So now I'm yeah. starting to see things slowly, slowly move because they are a, a big and slow organization. So, yeah, yeah but this is, uh, this is an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you already know it works to me. It's been unclear. Yes that it would work. I was pretty confident that it would, but now there's actually no doubt in my mind that it will work. I just don't know to what extent, like, I don't know the numbers yet, but I know that I am building something for them and they have realized that. And that's yeah. why they are starting to recommend it. Well, I hope your, your investors must have thought this as well. <laughs> yeah. They were pushing in the beginning uh, on the, on the partnership side. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as you said, it's one of those things that once you get going, it's hard to hard to compete against. So, yeah, I mean, of course, you shouldn't rest on your laurels too much. No. Um, but like, if you do your, the best job you can, like, it would be hard for someone to just claim that position. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, should we talk about strategy a bit? <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I thought maybe I should talk a bit about how. I do OKR planning. Um, okay. and I've never been across OKR planning, so I don't even, even know what that stands for. <laughs> yeah, so every, like, everything I know about OKR, either, you know, it's is Matt, <laughs> so he gets the credit. He also gets the blame. Um, <laughs> I That's literally my only source of information is the first two quarters he helped me formul- formulate um, my OKRs. Um, and has been given feedback later on. But basically the way I've done it, um, which is very much inspired by the way Matt is doing it, is OKRs are objectives and key results. So the way it works is some people do it on a weekly basis. Um, I do it on a quarterly basis. And what I like about it is, you know, I have to spend the time coming up with a plan Mm -hmm. four times a year, which is, manageable and then the rest of the year i get to just be in execution mode and if i'm in doubt i can just go look at the plan and look where we're at and actually it's been so i'm about to do my fifth quarterly plan for branch and it's so far they've actually been holding up pretty well when like when i've gone back two months later i was like oh yeah that's right that makes a lot of sense and that is what i should be doing um, okay, well, if you find yourself wondering what you should be working on this week or... Yeah, because I try to do... I, I I usually plan my weeks either Sunday night or Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes, I actually go to the, the quarterly plan to just to get kind of like an um, idea of where we're at. Um, I also do some monthly, just like a, basically a bullet list of the stuff I want to do work on in a, in a given month which is an, it's a nice way for me to break it up. So like, if I know we have three big things in the quarter, but one is like dependent on the two others, like mm-hmm. I know that in you know, the first two months probably will be working on those two things. And then on a week to week basis, I can break that up even more. Okay. Yeah. So the, the idea of it is basically you have your objective for the quarter, which is a short like sentence or two that basically describes the overall objective. Um, and then you know, those sometimes can be a bit fluffy. Like mm-hmm. it's hard because you're you're basically rating yourself <laughs> when the quarter is over. So it could be a bit hard to know um, if you actually achieved it or not. So that's why you have the key results. Okay. Um, and the key results are basically, from my experience, um, and I think Matt's experience is three to five things that if those are true, it's probably because you reached your objective. Okay. Um, so I can tell you now <laughs> what my <laughs> objective has been for Q3. Okay. 
interesting. So the sentence I have for Q3 is, I'm, I've mentioned uh, this pro- uh, podcast as well, I think. But basically, it's find product user fit with agencies using hosting platforms that would make good partners. So the idea was basically the product user fit is um, a term coined by um, some folks at Andreessen Horowitz. And it's my whole mantra right now for building this business. And mm-hmm. it's basically the stage before product market fit where it's um, you have basically you have product market fit with a very small group of users, but it's not enough to really prove that you have a product market fit, but it's enough that you've like proved with a few people, handful of people that they're really happy customers yes. and you'll start to understand like how to find more of those. So you actually can get to product market fit um, for a lot of businesses. I think, if you're a fast growing startup, the, you know, the journey from product use of it to product market fit might be like, you know, a couple of days. So you wouldn't notice it. <laughs> um, but for, at least for my business, it's something that's, you know, I think I've been in this place for like six months soon. Um, so the, and the reason I mentioned the host, hosting platforms is like, I want to try to find like, it's, instead of just waiting for the hosting companies to work, I wanted to also on my own with the guides and stuff, find agencies um, that are using the hosting platforms that I'm, you know, potentially partnering with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I find out if the agencies are a good fit, but also there's a long-term strategy of how I'm going to acquire more of these agencies, which is the partnerships with the hosting platforms. And also the idea is if I get, you know, let's say I get a lot of um, Pantheon customers, it's probably easier for me to do a partnership with Pantheon if I can prove already that I have some of their customers as happy paying customers of my product. If that makes yes. sense. Yeah, yeah, you go with a bit more clout, don't you? <laughs> exactly, right? So the objective, that's the objective. And then the key results I have. So the funny thing is actually for two quarters now, I've used the same objective because I didn't really achieve all my goals in the first quarter. So I decided to dedicate another quarter to it. Um, but the key results are different because I did achieve some of the key results in the last quarter. So I upped the numbers a bit and changed some stuff. Um, so basically maybe that would be interesting. Actually in Q2, I had the same objective and the key results were five paying agency customers. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two was three testimonials from agency power users and testimonials. I mean, that's something they mentioned in that Andreessen Horowitz article about, um, that's basically people can't shut up about your product. Like they tell you in an email or they go on Twitter or something like that and talk about how cool your product is. Yeah. Um, that's a strong indicator of product user fit. Um, and then the third one was two agencies with more than one project on branch. Um, and I definitely achieved that one. And then the fourth one was table stakes agency features. And we also did some really good work on that one. So I gave myself a, at green on that one. <laughs> um, so then uh, in Q3, which the, is the quarter win right now, the key results changed a bit. So instead of five paying agencies, it's 10 paying agency customers. And I think I'll actually, um, I'm, I'm hopeful I'll get mm-hmm. to that. Um, and it's not 10 paying customers, it's 10 agency customers. Oh, okay. And by that, I mean, it's like 10 of our, I like, what we know now is our ideal customer profile. That's the important thing. Like, cause we have some, what I would say like random customers who are happy paying customers, but they're not, you know, necessarily the customers we're going after. Mm -hmm. Um, The second key result changed to 10 testimonials uh, from these agency power users. And then five agencies was more than one project. So that's basically the key results this quarter. Mm -hmm. Then the next part of the plan is what um, Matt calls a roadmap. And this is basically all the things you're going to do to um, support those key results. So for the one, the first key results, was, which was 10 paying agency customers, I, um, I have some te- like a, basically a to-do list, so like with checkboxes. Um, and I had a list of partners I wanted to engage with. Some of them was new; they were new partners, and some of them were existing partners. And then I had a list of um, partners that I wanted to have a more like concrete or you know written down partnership with to kind of like con- concretize what we had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, with the testimonials, I had some tasks, which was um, to set up some lifecycle emails um, in user list to basically engage people a bit more and implement an easy way for customers to provide feedback, which is, for example, live chat, because, yeah. you know, maybe they're just sitting in their behind their desk and like telling themselves how awesome branch is, but I want to make it easy for them to also tell me. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? I am. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the final key resolves, um, I had some tasks about, um, our learning section on the website, um, with some inspirational content and some ed educational content and also, um, setting up some sort of basic a basic daily customer uh, success routine. So I remind myself every day to like go in and, and check the user list to see like who's who looks like they need some help or whatever. Um, okay. Just to get them more engaged. So I had all these different, um, you know, on the roadmap, like I had a lot of different things I wanted to work on this month. And then midway through this quarter, I actually changed my focus a bit, which is, you know, when I talked on the podcast one or two episodes ago about um, spending more time on customer development. So I made sure to like, you know, inform my investors that even though I send out a plan, there's been, you know, some slight changes. Um, but overall, the same plan is still my plan. But I mm -hmm. decided to spend more time on customer development that I said I would basically. Yeah, it um, seems like from your updates, that's paying off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like, does that make sense? Like, does that kind of like methodology sound interesting to you at all? It or? does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have sort of a framework. It sort of reminded me of um, when I used to do competitive sailing and you'd have <laughs> sort of like your, your goals, SMART or whatever it was called, the framework. SMART so, goals, yeah. Yeah. That's so. a good idea, yeah. Yeah, I think this is, this sounds interesting. When do you try and do it then? So if you're thinking of like Q4, when do you when do yeah. you actually sort of come up with your decision for that? And uh, like usually, like the plan forms in my head before the quarter starts. So like mm -hmm. based on what's going on right now, like it'll it'll slowly become obvious to me what's going to happen in the next quarter. Yeah. And I also do have some overall like objectives maybe for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So when I you know, usually the week before the the new quarter starts is when I sit down and actually do this. Um, so I have time to like get some feedback and stuff like that. It just, it's incredibly motivating to me to have a fresh plan when the quarter starts. And it's like, oh yeah, we have this whole roadmap that we can just start to follow. Yeah. It's yeah, like, that makes sense. you know, one of the great things about running your own business is you don't have a boss but sometimes like the shitty part about not having a boss is you have to figure out what to fill your days up with yeah i have had a few days where i've sat down in the afternoon and i've gone what on earth am i gonna work on <laughs> yeah so for me like it's i think about it almost as if like it's the ceo <laughs> sitting down mm -hmm. with the board or something like that <laughs> going into completely into manager mode and coming up with this plan yeah and then the you know the west rest of the quarter i get to just be like an employee maybe a ceo as well an employee ceo but um i don't have to think so much about the overall picture which is nice so you get to just focus more yeah i think i could appreciate that i think i've been sort of flashing <laughs> around the last um what since i since i went yeah time it seems uh, See, I've got yeah. I've got objectives in terms of like financial figures to reach before yeah before the end of the year because you know it's sort of like personal and finances sort of relying on us getting to that point. And when I say us, I sort of mean my family. Um, yeah, and I think that's like that's a super great objective. Like basically, like the objective for the quarter because that's really important for you to keep mm -hmm. doing this is to become profitable. Yeah. Um, and by profitable, like, of course, you're profitable now, but like profitable in the sense that you can pay yourself like the salary you actually need to be yeah. sustainable. Yeah. So I think like, I think that's actually a great objective because it, it makes sense to you. And it's like, it's probably motivating to you to look at that, you know, goal. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the key results in my mind would, you know, would start to become more obvious. Like, what are the things <laughs> that you'd need to become profitable. And you probably know that, right? 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's you know the number to get to, which could then be composed of this kind of yeah. spread of customers. So. Yeah, and this actually like you know I had this key result of having ten paying customers. It's mm-hmm. actually, you know, that's that's not necessarily a super smart goal because you know you can't it's hard at least <laughs> to just go out and force 10 people to become customers right um yeah how you unless you're a very that? violent and abusive <laughs> type of person um oh but um no, no recommending that <laughs> no <laughs> but so you have to make sure that at least then the roadmap is like mm-hmm. things that you can um like and from my like experience doing this it's okay to have a result that you can't necessarily control but then it's important that on the roadmap the stuff you put is controlled by you so like let's say one of your key results if you want to start to make money from two new partners say like just an example then you know what are the things you can do to actually make that happen like Mm -hmm. you can't know for sure that it will happen but like you could you know you could write a guest post try to publish a guest post on their website and you can write a long form guide on your own site and you could run some experimental ads um to find some of their customers or you you know there's a bunch of things you can do that you could actually do and that are in your control yeah should you write yeah. that as like your roadmap like achieve one of the following <laughs> yeah or, or, yeah a couple of the following yeah yeah it's like i am um, you know, I can't know for sure that five agencies will have will have more than one project um, on the platform, but you know, at least I can, I can be sure. Like it's under my control that I can check up on them every day. Yeah, like that's something I can control, um, and I can publish a, a couple of guides on the website that'll help them. You know, get more adapted to the product. Um, so those are things that are in my control. Some of the stuff you wrote um, to me the other day was also like sort of medium term and 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 longer term. Yes, about yeah. the business. I think that's really important to have um, have in mind when you do the planning because otherwise, like, what are you aiming for? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, long term, you mentioned. Do you want to talk about like what are your kind of like long term goal is? Yeah, so the long time is a kind of diverse time. I'm trying to mitigate risk, I guess, um, and not be entirely reliant on digitalization because that is the the at the moment the majority of the income. Yeah, which is interesting because you could probably build a pretty large business just focusing on digitalization, right? Yes. Yeah. There's plenty. There's plenty of space there to go. They're still a big company that's growing. So they're still acquiring new customers there. Yeah. 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 So that's great in one way, but in the other way, it's like you're super reliant on them. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. I mean, because... I did have a discussion with the, um, the CEO a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too worried of them just suddenly turning around and making a backup provider. Uh, no, no, but like house, but yeah, there's a, you, I mean, your, your plan is to run this business out for the long term, right? Is, or am yeah. I assuming too much? You know? uh, it is. Yeah. Unless someone came with a stupid offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, right? So you don't know like what kind of like financial structure they end up adapting yes. in five years or like what sort of like, you know, capital whatever yeah offer they get and then you know one of the i don't know like one of the things they have to do is like launch a backup service who knows like or they don't care or whatever it's beyond my control whatever they do so yeah and like from my experience like you know i've had partnerships where we're looking really promising and then the person i was working with quit their job and it's like (laughs) okay let's start over oh goodness sake this is um, a partner with another um, with another hosting company that's a lot smaller, and um, I wish I won't explain who they are. But uh, we got to the marketplace agreement because they were going to charge yeah. customers directly, and the uh, my lawyer reviewed the the paperwork and it's just been like, no, you cannot sign this. So <laughs> like back to square one to see whether they will actually 
well, they accept having their marketplace agreement modified, and that's just yeah, we're not far off yeah, completion, it's, and it's just now like this could be months back and forth, and it could get too expensive for me to even bother with. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it can be attractive to work with smaller partners because, um, you know, because they, they maybe they have more opportunity or something mm-hmm. like that. But you know, it's probably only worth it if they're significantly faster <laughs> than the large player. Yes. Um, which sounds like sometimes that that's not even true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 a tough game, <laughs> but yeah. So obviously, like you wanna you wanna um, make sure you're diversified in mm-hmm. your partnerships. Yes. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's strategy, right? That's uh, being strategic. Yes. Yeah. So, so how I, do you yeah how do I you also. determine like who to partner with and who to integrate with? Um. Do you look at market share or? Yeah, I have been doing this. It's I, f- I found it difficult because of the just the, the hosting space itself. Um, yeah. So that's why at the beginning of this year we actually offered a new um, backup offering, which is kind of cloud provider agnostic. Um, it doesn't really matter. So that's nice. That's why I went that solution. It's just that's a bit of a if you can imagine a bit of a harder solution to push. You got to go and get fresh customers. Um, who are, yeah. who are looking for that instead of like they don't go to digitalization and then off expect to find that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's uh, like you're in a fairly competitive space or. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'm a bit worried about if it's a race to the bottom, but. Yeah. I mean, to some extent it's, it sounds like something that would be a bit commoditized, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, but then at the same time, look at Dropbox. That's essentially a backup <laughs> service as well, right? It is, yes. It's a, um, yeah. It's a very I'll tell you big what, one. those new offerings have helped with the digitalization customers, it seems, as well. So it's, it's like a the side dish <laughs> that they, yeah. they appreciate. So it's helped in that regard anyway. But yeah, trying to get fresh customers. Um, so, for example, the other day, a customer signed up and used the native backups um, and signed up to a, the biggest paid plan, put their card in and left. And I thought, how did you find us? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Did you find out later on? No, I sent them a really nice email and I haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's going to be the interesting part for you. Like, I think something I'm feeling with the the, the hosting company partnerships, like I'm slowly... Uh, you know, I'm slowly like coming up with this playbook in my mind about how how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, like when I talk to new potential partners now, like I'm finding myself just being super straightforward because, um, you know, you spend years in these partnerships and there's so much dancing around. Yes. And I've actually just started like literally just telling them exactly what I want <laughs> because then they know like, what's the benefit for me? And like, this is, so the dream scenario for me is X. <laughs> yes. And then at least I know. And like, um, you know, one day I was talking to someone um, who I'm working with at a hosting company and I suggested that maybe I should have a, co- have a conversation with, you know, a certain other type of person in that company. And then <laughs> her reply was, um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely hook you up with one of those people, but they wouldn't be able to, directly send you customers so maybe it's not the right thing to do and i was like this person is 100 percent aligned <laughs> with oh. what i'm i want to do right she understands yes. that the only reason i actually want to talk to these people is because i want them to send me customers yeah exactly but how great is that like we're not like trying to like pretend something else is the case no no well i mean that's sort of the best partnership is no one is mutually beneficial so yeah for with 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 myself like i think we generate yeah. digitalization like something like fifty five thousand dollars a month in storage costs so wow say, that's, that's a lot yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah that's I know. Really, pre- they really should set up some sort of commission scheme um <laughs> yeah uh yeah so it, it makes sense for them to you know and it helps them you know as they when i talked to the man there it was you know it helps customers to you know, use digitalization as a store, as a, as a cloud provider. So of course they want to help more. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, actually, 
when I think about it, that makes sense, but it's actually more than I thought. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting for you to see if you're able to diversify your partnerships and yes. if you end yeah. like if you end up having some sort of process or roadmap or playbook for for how to do this. And I think, you know, some of your um partners will probably start to pay more attention if you have success with other other platforms. Yes. Um you can always hope <laughs> that will motivate them to <laughs> yes. write a stupid offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least update their terms. <laughs> yeah. I think we should catch up um, another time and, and talk more <laughs> about partnerships because actually it's very similar. So it is, yeah. There's more of an overlap here than I thought. Yeah. Awesome. Should we uh, should we call this uh, episode 61? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I hope think. Matt is satisfied. <laughs> Yeah, I expect to hear a report on how you did. Matt, if you're listening and you you should give us five star on, uh, on iTunes. <laughs> and oh then that's goodness. how we'll know. Can you imagine if he didn't? That would be hilarious. That's going to be a five star review from Colorado Fly Fisher. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Fly Fishing Dad or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That could be his Four stars. name. Yeah. <laughs> Four stars. The host kept screwing up the conversation. <laughs> awesome man i really appreciate you coming on it was fun to chat about this yeah. Thank you and, uh, talk talk to you later see you later bye